What's going on, guys? Just a reminder, the codes for this week, shoe grab. First of all, the biggest market in Australia for shoes. Use code Cleary on shoegrab.com.au for $30 off ASIC's Nike Performance sneakers. Plus, we've thrown in some exclusive sneakers. Just type in Bloke in a Bar on Shoegrab's website and you get the discount on what we just said. Uh, and also, the other code for, for menu log is McInnes uh, for Hungriest Player of the Week. Offer this week is $10 off pizza when you spend $30 or more. So Cleary, he got kicks of the week brought to you by Shoe Grab. Make sure to use that code on shoegrab.com. Give him a follow on Instagram. Absolute legend supporting us. Uh, let's get into it, shall we? Just a bloke in a bar. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another Packer Up, boys. And it's time. You're cruising home. Listen and listen good. Woo! Oh, yeah, smooth as butter going down nicely. Yeah. As always, guys, it's a weekend. Get excited, really get excited for the fact that you can wake up when you want. You can, you can have a little bit of a sleep in. You can go with the kids somewhere. You can go with your mates somewhere. Just enjoying life, living in the best country in the world. The weather's beautiful. The beer is nice. It doesn't get much better, guys. It doesn't get much better. Also, we've got a huge special in Liquor Legends, Queensland Liquor Legends stores at the moment. For one week, we have Bloke Lager six-pack for $17.99 in all Liquor Legends stores in Queensland. Also in special in New South Wales Liquor Legends. Go check out your nearest Liquor Legends and reward yourself with a six-pack of Bloke Lager, $17.99 in Queensland and New South Wales. We're in every Celebrations, we're in every Bottle we're in every Porter's Liquor and every IJ Plus Liquor. So get into your local, grab a case of Bloke Beer, the beer of rugby league. And it's a beer, it's not a beer from a thousand years ago. You know the guy that started it, just a fucking bloke like yourself, just a, a bloke with a big nose. That's it. <laughs> That's really all that separates me and you is I have a big schnoz. That's it. <laughs> Maddie, how you going, brother? I'm great. I, I, I tell you what I'm doing this weekend. Mm. I've got absolutely nothing planned. Oh, yeah. I, it's, it's just one of those things where I, I was like, I looked at the draw. And I was like, I'm, I'm just gonna do nothing this weekend. And like, not like I always watch every game, but always, you know, sometimes it's somewhere, somewhere here. Mm. I'm locked in this weekend. It is just so many absolute bangers on. I cannot wait. Locked in, and it's been such good weather. I mean, we had that oh, a bit bad weather it? yesterday, but outside of that, the weather's been outstanding. Like it's, it's, we're in the middle of winter. I know. It's fantastic. Look, now is it down to climate global change, and is the world going to end because yeah. of the climate change? Maybe, but look, you got to take your wins where you can. And look, I didn't bloody make the world bloody hot. Mm. I made it actually more ugly. So um, I'm just going to enjoy the warm weather. You know, are we are we marching to our demise? Maybe, it, maybe. It, it's like when you're on the bottom of the table and you get a win. Yeah, you know, and like, the world's on the bottom of the table when it comes to the universe. Yeah, right exactly now. right. Yep. And look, we just want to, you know, we a two points is two points, and we'll take the two points. And like a warm day, it's like a shit performance, but you somehow win. So a warm day due to climate, cli like climate change, well, allegedly, I don't know. I'm not a scientist, guys. I, thought, I hope you picked that up by now. Um, we'll take the win. We'll take the two points. Warm Absolutely. day, we'll take the win. And you know what? You know, I'll, I'll get on a bike and ride somewhere a few more times rather than driving the car. Yeah. Especially after like, not last summer. Last summer was great, but the two summers before that when we had all that rain, oh, La Nina. Head noise. So, so shit. I saw the movie Oppenheimer the other week. Oh, oh was it good? Oh, my God. It is so hectic. Now, look. If you're a person that doesn't like serious movies that are very like, you know, talk movies as in like there's a lot of talk and there's a lot of politicking and a lot of, you know, seeing like, I guess, deeper things, like deeper, um, 
I guess, principles to talk about of like right and wrong and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. If you don't like that depth and you'd rather you enjoy the fun stuff where it's just like real popcorny, then probably not the movie for you. But if you like to like sit down and really engage with important topics and, mate, Oppenheimer is outstanding. Mm. Outstanding. I am, a, I'm, I'm, I consider myself, are you a movie buff? I don't think you are. No, I, it's funny. So I didn't realize I wasn't a movie buff until I met my girlfriend who and then like every like day she'll say have you seen this and i'll be like oh no i haven't seen that and then that slowly became a thing and i realized that i just haven't watched movies yeah. I, I, I reckon i watch 10 documentaries every movie so you're a doco man yeah i like and, and when i watch movies i like so this is why i want to watch that mm. i like things that are based off real facts. events yeah so you you're a serial, serial killer that's why <laughs> like that's pretty much why you're a chick that loves like oh you know what oh yeah if look i knew women were very hard to understand look i knew it Look, I'm not going to sit here and say, I know women. I'm not going to sit here and say that. I don't think any man, any man that says that they know women, he's a liar. Mm. Um, but I tell you what, what shocked me the most since podcasting has been introduced is how much you women, and there's about 10 years listening right now, maybe five, <laughs> uh, love serial killer shit. Mm. Like what is with women and just frothing a serial killer podcast? Yeah. Like they'll, they'll listen to a serial killer or like watch a hectic show like with a serial killer in it and then they'll be sleeping like a baby yeah. five minutes later. That, that's the thing. They'll watch it at 11 at night. Mate, <laughs> I'm wigging out and lying in bed thinking about the poor person that passed away mm. and like the family and how sad it was and then thinking about like what would happen if it happened to me. Well, I draw the line and I don't mind serial killer documentaries, serial killer podcasts from time to time. But I, I don't really listen to Australian ones. I try I try to listen to American ones because I feel like it's not real enough for me. Yeah, but, it's like further away kind of thing. Yeah, but when you listen to those, those like the Granny Killer and all those Australian ones, oh. it's just like, oh my God, that, that was right here. It just, I I feel too sad. Like I yeah. always think that, look, I'm, I'm happy to watch like a scary movie if my partner wants to, like, yeah. you know, but I've always been of the mind, like why would I pay to make myself feel like shit? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. why would I pay to be scared? Yeah, because no matter what, you, you always put yourself in that situation. Yeah, and but also like you empathize, like yeah. that's someone's mother or father or partner, and then you sit there and go, "What if that was my partner or my mother, my brother yeah. or sister?" Like, and so I'm always like, "So I'm going to pay thirty bucks, <laughs> sit in a movie for two hours to feel bad." Like yeah. being scared is not a good feeling; it's a bad feeling. Yeah. Whereas yeah, like, I feel like women thrive in that they, environment. They love They, they love thrive it. in it. They're sitting their eyes open going, fuck it, let's go. <laughs> so look, am I a fucking coward? Maybe I am. Maybe mm. I'm a coward and a cat and maybe women are way tougher than me because that shit, that shit's scary, man. That shit's yeah. scary. It's scary because it's real. Exactly. <laughs> that shit actually happens. Yeah. Do they not think about that? That happens. Yeah. That could happen to anyone. Even like, because I watch Criminal Minds. Mm. I've watched all, all the Criminal Minds and watch like sometimes watch random episodes. Like, that even though it's not real, that shit happens. A hundred percent happens. Like, <laughs> and it's fucked. You know the eerie thing. Even when you get in fights and that, but like the eerie thing about bad situations that happens is the silence. Mm. It's like because we watch so many movies of like music and that in the background, like whether there's a fight or there's someone being stalked. It's the eerie silence of when something really bad happens. There's no like music of a movie because the movie's the only place that you've experienced as a human being yeah you know what i'm saying yeah so when something happens like a punch on or whatever it's just this weird very strange silence like i don't know it's um like, and you and you hear like for a fight i'm sure you like because there's no music and no backtracking or whatever you hear everything you hear the well put it this way yeah if you enjoy boxing and mma 
you haven't experienced a sport until you've seen the, a fight in real life. Mm. Because you don't understand how brutal it is. You watch it on TV, it looks brutal for sure. There's no denying it looks brutal. It's not even, it doesn't hold a candle until you go watch it in real life and yep. hear the contact of a genuine fight or something like that. Yeah, I've only been to one. I went to Gal's last fight like six months ago or a year ago. Mm. And I was like pretty close to the ring. And that was my first time going, Crazy, hey, brutal. Shit. It's yeah. brutal, eh? Hey? Yeah. Um, Even like, this is nowhere near as crazy. But even when you watch the races on TV, like the horses, mm. then you go to the track. And then you listen to all these horses, these giant creatures. Yeah, the giant creatures, yeah. You look at them, you think they're huge, and then you hear them just running, oh, like, holy shit. Yeah, 100%. You never really get the real feel for it on a TV. I always wonder, like, will we ever get to a point where watching something on TV will be like seeing it through your eyes? I think so. Like, will it be 24K? Yeah. Because, like, even when you've got this, like, 8K picture – you can still tell that it's a TV. Mm. Whereas like, will it get to a point where it looks like you're literally looking through a window and how buzzy will that be? When your brain thinks you're looking through a window. Yeah. You'll, you'll honestly get dizzy probably. I think, I think we'll definitely get to that point. How sure. wigged out. Because yeah, like, they're talking about like, they're talking about metaverse and, and stuff and like putting helmets over your head and like mm. even like VR stuff now, mm. like we, like it'll get to that point for sure. But like the only problem is, is that the eye is so, such a complex um, part like organ mm. that you would have to I guess replicate a picture to be able to res take in that many like bits of light that the mm. eye can yeah and so I wonder like like how long would it be before we can rep like create an image that releases as much light as is if you are there yeah okay because that's yeah. what it is like I'm pretty sure like this is purely just a dumb fucking idiot talking but it's like the reason is because the reason why this looks all real is because I, the amount of light that i can see mm. and so whereas like on a tv screen there's only a certain amount of light and color in that that you can see and i wonder like how long it'll be until they can replicate like it, you've been there quadrillions like the like oh man it's just weeks mm. me out to think of looking through a tv and it's actually just a um, like a, a window to a degree. But yeah, back to serial killers and that, it is bizarre to me. Like, I just don't understand the idea of, you know, they love it. They yeah. absolutely love it. Maybe yeah. they look at us with sport, maybe. And look, guys, I'm speaking in general. I know that not everyone, like there's a lot of women that absolutely love sport. And there's yeah. a lot of men that absolutely love, um, yeah. you know, serial killer podcasts and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, what, I wonder what women look at us and go, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck, bro? I, I think the the more better comparison there is this. Like, I saw it. Where I, I can't remember where I saw it, but someone bagged out um, a chick's for horoscopes. Mm. And the chick oh, clapped yeah. back with something like, you guys literally play fantasy football. Yeah, and, and betting and punning. And bet on, and bet it's on. like you're purely going off vibe. <laughs> exactly, like, you literally yeah. have no idea. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, it's 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 most bizarre thing that like women and men have been around for like thousands and like hundreds of thousands of years. If mm. you want to go back to when we were female and male in regards to being monkey monkeys, you're talking two and a half million years. Yeah. You're talking ages, and we still don't understand each other. Yeah, hundred percent. How does that happen? My mate, he he actually came this years ago. He actually came to us one day and he's like, "I bought a book that said that's like the title is How to Understand Women." He's like, "I've got like he literally was like one hundred percent serious." I'm like, "Mate, if someone hasn't figured it out now, no one's put no it one's going to figure it out." It's like. As soon as you accept that you never will and yeah. you need to appreciate things that you'll never understand and empathize with the fact that they're feeling things that you don't understand, just empathize with them. Mm. Just sit back and empathize. It's all you do, baby. Yeah. Um, 
that's yeah, it's a much easier life. It's a much easier life. It's funny the other last week, my wife, um, she was like, "Oh, could you give me a listen to a city?" It's totally okay if you don't like. I, I was going to drive anyway, and like this is I think it's a Friday Arvo, and mm. so like working all week, and I, and we live obviously out in the shy. It's an hour drive. It was in peak hour traffic. Yeah. So she, this is exactly how she asked, "Could you give me a lift to the city?" It's all good though. I was going to drive anyway. Yeah. Um, and I was like, "Oh, you know, like it's Friday." I said it was a little bit closer. I'd, I'd give you a lift. Yeah. Uh yeah, that didn't go down too well. <laughs> I was gonna say, didn't go I down was too like, well. wow, that's a that's a good reaction. Yeah, no, nah. nah, didn't go down too well. Anyway, so no, the I end result was I wanted she wanted me to want to give her yeah. a lift, and look, I was fatigued from a week of work. I was fatigued, and like I had so much excitement built up for. Oh yes, like I'm not checking my email. Yeah, you know, I'm not going on Instagram or Facebook or whatever. I'm just this is Denon time. Mm. This is me time. Like. Yeah. Look, I'm the beak to you guys. I'm the beak, but I'm also Denon. <laughs> I need some Denon time. Anyway, so that was a disaster. Yeah, I, I, I was, I was. Everyone's got an example. Everyone with a partner has an example of that in the last week. I She's, look, look. I, I said to her, look, just, just, and this is very. I was tiptoeing. I was like, yeah. very in politician stage, like negotiations, tiptoeing. I said, look, to be fair, you did say that you were going to drive anyway. And that is why I was like, if you had to said, Denon, can you take me to the city? I would have said, of course I can. Mm. But because you added in that, I'm going to drive anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. That's when I was like, oh, well, it doesn't matter. Then it doesn't matter. But I didn't get that she's a woman and she's also pregnant. <laughs> yeah. So I'm a piece of shit that doesn't read women very well. So don't take dating advice from me. Um, but anyway, we end up driving, listen to Post Malone's New City. Have you listened oh, so, to you, so you did it? Yeah, of course I did. Oh, okay, yeah. No, I, what? I'm being honest. Like, if you say, Denon, can you take me to the city? Uh, yes, of course I can take you to the city. Yeah. But if you say, Denon, can you take me to the city? But it doesn't matter because I was going to drive anyway. Yeah. I'm thinking, oh, well, if it doesn't matter, then why do I have to drive an hour and then an hour back? It's two hours. Because if we phrase like that, we're giving them an out because that, like, that's how we're, just, we're built. That's how I communicate. Yeah. If I need her to take me to the city, I'm saying, do you want, uh, can mm. I, may you please take me to the city? I need you to. But, but like obviously men and women are different and mm. she's communicating, you know, she wants me to want to take her to the city, which is understandable. She's pregnant, but also like you don't want to like, sometimes you don't want to feel like you're forcing someone to do something they don't like. But I'm very like uh, pragmatic in regards to like, I'll do anything for you. Whatever you are, like to my wife, whatever you ask, I'll do it. Literally anything. Like you say, then I need you to go to make fucking a squazillion dollars. I'll go and do it. Then I need you to go fucking do that. I will go and do it. But you just need to ask me. Yeah. Um, and so, look, there's a lesson. We all learn lessons. I'll be learning lessons about the wife when I'm fucking 90 years yeah. old. It's all lessons learned. I tell you what, I got to give credit to, to Courtney for the thing on the other side. Mm. So like us understanding them, them understanding us. I think it was a week or two ago, it would have been like five o'clock, six o'clock. And, and I, I was just driving and she's like, why are you being weird? And I'm like, I'm like, what? She's like, you're not talking. Like, why are you being weird? Why are you being weird? And I'm like, I literally have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. And then like a minute later she goes, a South Plains tonight? I'm like, yeah. And she's like, all right, never mind. So you were thinking about the game? Yeah. Yeah. And like, but I didn't, I didn't click yeah, that. Yeah, she's yeah. like, and she, she just knows that I'm obviously a weirdo when yeah. South's about to play. Okay. And okay. I was like, oh, you know what? I was like, I appreciate Yeah, it's I pretty good. She knows you. She yeah. knows you. <laughs> uh, you know what though? I would say I believe women know men better than men know women. Oh, mate, 100%. Like, don't get me wrong. Women still don't fully understand men, yeah. but they definitely know us more than we know them. Yeah. Um, 
And so, yeah, look, it was a little a little hiccup, a little hiccup in Beak's day. Well, Denon's day. That's Denon's Beak. Day. Beak would have Beak would have been on the fucking on his toes. Yeah. But Denon, he was just fucking <laughs> looking at looking forward to spending some Denon time. Um, so How yeah. late was it on Friday? Because because whenever it's Friday as well, you got the six pm game at the back of your mind. Too. It was on the six pm game. Yeah, okay, yeah. So like, look, in my defence, like it is my job to watch the games. Yeah. And so, like, I'm not just an actual selfish fucking. Um, and I, you look, it, the thing is, she she did come to me after and she said, "Look, I should have just asked you rather than putting another thing out." But she, look, to be like, to be fair though, whatever a woman does when she's pregnant, obviously within reason, mm. it's definitely the man's fault. And I genuinely believe that <laughs> because Oi Bra, she's carrying a child. Yeah, you know what I mean. So she yeah. has so much leeway to do whatever now hopefully she doesn't listen to the podcast because then she might start fucking doing some just taking say, yeah. yeah taking a mile um but like yeah when they're pregnant like it's fuck whatever you want mm. like whatever you want you just let me know um but still as i said even even myself guys even the the great beak who somehow wrangled a beautiful woman like my wife mm. i'm still learning baby i'm still learning mm. and i'm humble about that shit <laughs> i'm humble about the fact that i don't know women and they know me me better than i know me sometimes um <laughs> Speaking of like relationships and breakups, yep. you know what I always think is really strange? It's two things. First of all, the people like we all here listen to like songs mm. and like love songs, they're like 90% of them are basically like I've been wronged. Yeah. And I just think that it's like mathematically impossible for all of these singers to be good people. <gasps> oh, like how, why, like I think singers need to look at themselves in the mirror and say, you know what? Maybe I'm the problem. Mm. Maybe I'm the problem because how how is it possible that nine out of ten singers are the ones that got wronged? It's that's, a great, yeah, that's a, that's a great point. Um, because like, think look at someone like um, I don't want to say Taylor Swift because that's like the cheap. That's like a cheap. But shot. But she did come around though because yeah. she made that song um, "I'm the Problem" recently on her last album. Did she? Yeah. Yeah, me, hi, I'm the problem, it's me. Oh, the anti-hero, yeah, yeah, Anti-hero. Right. Yeah, so yeah, she yeah. even was like, you know what? Maybe I'm the problem. Yeah, so yeah. I got respect, mad respect. Yeah, but you're right. Like, you're right, because like most songs aren't, oh, I fucked up. I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Like the only one that did that is like The weekend, and he changed R&B forever. Yeah. He came out and just basically started singing like, I'm a piece of shit, and I'm going to keep being a piece of shit. And like what's weird is like, you know, we all sing along to it like, yeah, it's the best song ever. It's like, I'm literally singing about being a piece of shit. <laughs> I know, right? um, but yeah, like with songs, I'll, like honestly, I've thought about this for years. Like there's, it's just mathematically impossible for all singers to be good people. Mm. And I think singers need to have a good, hard look at themselves. Also, what's crazy and we never ever think about it when we're listening to it, is like, think about the person that the song is about. Mm. Doesn't even get a return serve. Yeah, there's no platform for them. No return serve. So you're, let's say you're in a club and some crazy celebrity, let's just say Taylor Swift, mm. writes a song about you and you're dancing, you're having a good night, you probably meet a new lady and you're drinking and everything's going great. And then Taylor Swift's song comes on about you just smashing you and you're sitting there going, hang on a sec. Look, some of it's true, but not all of it's true. Like This is a bit unfair. I want to fucking do a press conference. So I'm saying <laughs> if a you're a victim point. of a song, you should start doing press conferences. <laughs> just go, I just want to fucking clear the air here. Think about if your exes or even my exes did songs yeah. about us and we had no right of reply. Oh my God. That's so true. You'd be, I'd be the worst human in, I'd be fucking worst human ever. Mm. Selfish, blah, blah, you know, doesn't talk, too cares about footy too much. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'd literally be the worst boyfriend ever, but I think I'm a fucking good husband. And you're right about like, 
imagine if you're in the nightclub and everyone's singing that song and it's about you. Yeah, and they're like, fuck that dude that broke Taylor, Hart, Taylor Swift's heart. He's a piece of shit. And you're like, what the hell, man? And even someone as big as Taylor Swift, like she has celebrity ex-boyfriends who get- So you would know. Who gets smacked. Like Jake Gyllenhaal, that her, her biggest breakup song, in my opinion, All Too Well is about him, apparently. And there's this lyric about um, like him being like a young kid with glasses or something. Mm, mm. Anyway, he posted a photo of, of him when he was a kid with glasses on and the comments, just it's like the smashed. lyrics, just, just- It's like, bro, I'm just a human going through a relationship breakup like yourself, bro. 10 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Holy heckers. See, that's why, that's why in rap, it's like diss songs are mad because everyone's replying to each other. Replying to each other. Yeah, it's um. That's, I always felt like you know. Imagine being the victim of a R&B love song. Yeah, it's just like, hey, on a sec, like let's just pump the brakes on that. The me hate. There wasn't just all one way traffic of this breakup relationship. I've never thought of that. That you don't get a right of reply. No right of reply. Now look, some people would say, you know, well they're not saying their name, so most people don't know it is. But it's like, yeah, but everyone in your circle knows who. Yeah, it is. and that's all that matters, really. Yeah. So like, imagine, okay, let's say you know, me and my wife break up. Yeah. And then she releases a song <laughs> saying, big shit nose, ugly, fucking <laughs> boring, selfish. Yeah. Kids, like literally all he does is podcasts. Mm. Like that's literally all he does is do podcasts. And then he, she releases the song. So all of our family, my family included, my friends, everyone that loves like bloke, like think I'm a fucking loser. Yeah. And I'm like, that's shit, that's shit. And so that would happen to all famous people in those circles. Like even if you're not famous, but you're dating someone famous and they release a song, yeah. even your own friends that like, they know you, but they're not really close. So they don't get to talk to you a lot. would be like, damn, I can't believe fucking Beak treated his missus like that. Mm. That's like, I mean, mate, you need to be better. Mm. So look, I just think that there needs to be a right reply with songs. Fuck, that's not, yeah, I, I love it. It's gotta be a right reply. And also singers, you're not all victims. Yeah. You're not all victims. Yeah. Sometimes you need to go, you know what? This is my 10th love song about being treated poorly. Maybe I'm the piece of yeah, shit. There's a common denominator here and it's you. And it's you. Yeah, yeah, it's you. Um, Did you hear Eminem's new song came out today? No, I didn't actually. Oh man, it's so good. He just rips on the whole of Gen Z. Oh really? Yeah. I have to admit, I hope it's not too rapidy rap rap in regards to like, sometimes he's lately, cause he's so hectic. Mm. He focuses too much on being like crazy triple entendres. You know, I, I, music to be murdered by, that's all it is. It's just crazy, which is good. But sometimes I'm like, mate, just keep it simple. Like, yeah. but you know, well, he's been around for like 25 yeah, years. Yeah, he's just shit. doing what he wants to Exactly. Do and also like, what else is there to rap out for him other than current topics to, to a degree? Yeah. Um, yeah, imagine getting sued by your own mum. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, like, you know what's crazy is like, so when you're younger with Eminem, mm. you're like, wow, he got treated so poorly. Yep. And he did, he did. There's yep. no denying, he, like totally poorly. But it's also like, imagine being the mum and the you know, surrounding family. Yep. That song is being played everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. Like you would feel, even though she is the bad guy, cause mm. she did what she did to him and you know, but you'd still also be like, God damn, as yeah. a surrounding family, it is such a, like this strange line we walk where we, we expect artists to pour their souls out to us and tell us their truth, mm. but the damage that does to everyone around you. hundred percent. Like it's such a price to pay for our enjoyment. So he sacrifices his truth to us. So his family all get damaged by it to a degree. 
and we all sing along to it and love to it. We're getting happiness while they're getting sadness. Yeah. It's like, bizarre. Like cleaning out my closet is like one of the biggest songs so ever. So hectic. And it's so messed up. And, and you're right. Like you think about it, like as you're a kid, you're just like, yeah, you blindly follow everything he says is yeah. true. But she, like she lived, she, like she's so poor living in caravan parks, yeah. like just. And like, you know. what, what did her, how did her parents treat her? Yeah. And so like, again, I'm, I think that she's still in the wrong for the oh, way she treated him. Yeah. But also like, you go further is like, okay, yes, she can be in the wrong, but then to release a whole song for the whole world to know, it's like, whoa. <gasps> I know. Holy. Uh, it's, he doesn't give a flame and it fuck. Well, he's know. actually come out and he doesn't play Cleaning Out of My Closet anymore. Yeah, yeah. I was, um, I was at the concert in 2011 when he did play it. Yeah. And then headlights. So I got to see it. And then, so got to see it and headlights came out, yeah. which is the song. And then, and then he didn't play it. Regrets. Man, one thing I know is like, I feel like men, I feel like you don't become a man until 27 and up. Mm. We mature way later than women. I, I've thought about this a lot. Like if I, I sometimes put myself in my shoes when I was like 21, I see that as when I was like 16. Mate. I think of some of the stuff I did when I was younger and I think you were a fucking shit. Like, what were you thinking? Mm. You selfish, entitled little shit. It's crazy. I, I tell you what, it's a great example. My, when I was like 19 or something mm. and my ex, she, she turned 18. Mm. And in, instead of going out for her birthday, I decided to go play Monopoly with my friends. <laughs> And no one spoke up. We all just thought, yeah, yeah, sweet. Yeah. And we all look look at that back now and going, what? What were all of us thinking? Yeah. Like, what? Did, like, we were, men are so selfish when yeah, they're yeah, when they're young. They're so selfish. It's not. I, I believe until they get to twenty eight, twenty nine is when they start realizing. Oh, actually, there's other people around me that I need to actually be good to and yeah. respect their wishes. Not respect their wishes. We respect their wishes, but res empathize with them and hear them out and not just think about me, 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 me. Because that's such a great example and I'm sure there's plenty of, you know, sure. most men can empathise with the fact that, geez, you're dumb when you're 18. You do mm. some dumb shit, self-centred, don't care about anyone else's feelings and you don't even think about it. That's the thing. You're not even thinking about it. Mm. It's not till 10 years later you look back and you're like, what the hell? Yeah. Um, that's why I look at when I see, obviously, internet trolling is terrible. But when I see shit comments, I always think now, I'm like, are you just some Derek 18-year-old that just doesn't know, know. It? like that you just, you, that you, you look back in five years, you regret that? And also, like, you, the, I think a lot of people, the younger people that comment stuff, they're not even thinking about the consequences. Nah. I think that's a lot of the thing that when I was younger, I wasn't thinking about the ramifications of my actions and, like, mm. what can happen. Whereas as, as you get older, you, you stop and you go, okay, what is, can happen from if I do this, this, and this, and this? Whereas when you're younger, you just say something and you just forget about exactly. it. Like, it's nothing. Yeah. Um, anyway, let's get into Roosters. Defeat Manly. Oh, man. Um you know, a win for Manly. It was a win. No. Uh, sorry, a win for Roosters. Yeah. It was a win. Um, but look, it, it feels disrespectful to say this because all the players went out and they tried their hearts out and it's an NRL game. But it, it really wasn't remembered. In a, it doesn't feel like it's going to be remembered in a positive light on the weekend in regards to just the match, like something like 36 or 35 penalties. Um, you know, you researched earlier, it's the most penalties since the six again rule. Yep. And you got the Nathan Brown send-off, which wasn't a send-off. It's 10 in the bin for sure. It was, it was 21 penalties and nine set restarts, so 30 altogether. So I think it was more than that. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah I think it was more than that. So got it here. 15 penalty. Uh, sorry, it was 21, and then it was nine. So And yeah, then it was three, and then it was four inside the 10. So you're looking at um, uh -huh. 
You're looking at 34 penalties all up. Far out. But they split it up so it looks like it's not as much. Yeah, yeah, Whereas, yeah. like, the old system, that's 34 penalties. Um, that's, yeah. And the fact that there was 21... Forget about the set restarts for a second. Mm. There's still 21 penalties. I know. Like, that's way... That's a lot. And that's where I just go, for, as a ref... And this, this comes down to, like, obviously, he's way more experienced than me, but... Mm. Early on in the game, when the penalties start come piling up, and they did, you could see they were, you pull the captains aside, you say, next one, gone. Yeah. And I think he waited too long for that. Cause way too what long. What was it, like 60th minute or something? Yeah, or it was deep in the second half. Deep in the second half. He waited way too long to send the Manly player off. And to be fair to Manly, they were literally losing the penalty count yeah. by like six penalties or something. Yeah. At the time. And it's like, so the, the team that has put on less penalties by a lot – gets the person 10 in the bin, but the team that did a lot of the penalties doesn't get 10 in the bin. How to mm. make that make sense? No, it's... It's it no was, consistency. It was, it was crazy. But you're right. Like, what it comes down to is Ashley Klein was trying to send a message mm. and clearly the players weren't responding, but he didn't do anything about it until... Got to do it, it early. too late. Like, you got to let... Like, I believe you got to let the first... If I Look, I'm not a ref, so it's very hard to speak about what a ref should do because I don't have experience in it. But outside looking in... If I'm a ref, the way I would approach a game is I would say to the captains, boys, I'm going to let you sort most things out, but if I give you a direction and I give you a penalty, it, like, just know you're on notice then in regards to if it keeps happening, someone's going to the bin. I, I hope it's not like, because I'm just looking at this list now of like the t most penalties since the set restart era, and there's like 15, this is thanks to the, the league eye test, um, Ashley Klein's not even on this list, so I hope, except for last night, I hope it's not this like new a new directive. New directive heading into finals. Yeah, yeah I mean, I love the whole new directive. But anyway, as a, as a ref, I would say to them, boys, the first five or so minutes, mm. I'm gonna let the game flow and and you guys sort it out. But as soon as I come to you and like start giving penalties away, first of all, know that it's serious, and second of all, when I tell you both what any more, and I'm gonna send people for ten, yeah, know what's gonna happen. And I think that like. Look, I'm sure refs probably do do that, but I think that for this game, you let the, let it flow. You ping penalties when it's outrageous. So you tell them before the game, look, guys, when you're taking the piss, I'm going to ping a penalty, but I'm going to try to let it flow. And then after like, if there's like, what was like five penalties in the first 20 minutes, yeah. you pull both captains aside and you go, I'm sending blokes for 10, next one that goes. Yeah. So you go and tell everyone that and don't come to me whinging when they go. Um, and that's when... That's when I think a lot of fans, if people do get sent 10 in the bin, they go, well, the ref bloody told you. Like, yeah. So what leg you got to stand on? Why are you hanging in a tackle when you've literally just been told next one goes for 10 in the bin? So Yeah, most people don't – well, obviously I shouldn't say that. I, I don't care about that. When when there's a lot of warnings and then someone goes, I'm like, yeah, sweet. Yeah, I agree. If they've been told and then someone goes, i got no issue with it because it's mm. like, mate, now I'm angry at the player because I'm like, you're letting us exactly. down by doing that. Um, but – so yeah, Roosters, uh, the, the, the Nathan Brown, I mean, we won't talk about Nathan Brown that long. Look, that's not a send-off. In, in regards to the consistency, you know, are you telling me that, that that is way worse than some things we've seen penalised? It's, it's, look, perfect example, Tyrone Peachy last week to Jack Williams, came in from the sideways, swinging arm, got him square in the head. He didn't get sent off. If anything, that was way worse than Nathan Brown's. I, I agree. I agree the Peachy one was way worse. Um and so it's the lack of consistency. And also, he gets out. He gets one, one week. Great oh, two. I know. I know. It's wild. Like, so he got sent from the field. And then Manly nearly made a comeback. And he gets one week. Mm. How does that make sense? Mm. I just... 
I don't know. I, I feel bad. Honestly, I feel guilty because I'm talking about the rest all the time. But sometimes it's just it's it's becoming too much like this inconsistency. Yeah. And maybe the refs don't have the resources that they need to get this consistency better because, you know, it's not like the refs and the video refs are intentionally going out there to make these decisions. So I just, I think the refs need more resources. I really do. More training, more resources, more backup so that we can just get some, a closer, you know, consistency basis when we come up with these huge calls. Like what if the Roosters were like, Playing, I mean, they were, they are playing for top eight, but like they still probably won't make it. But let's say they were genuinely like really close to the top eight. They get that guy sent off, and then they lose a the game. Manly were coming back. They scored like three tries in ten minutes. Anyway, so it was, look, I'm happy for Nathan Brown to be sent off, but you got to send everyone off that does that. Then, yeah, you know what I mean. Just keep it consistent. If you want to say if anyone does anything aggressive and it hits ahead, if you want to take that risk, you're going and you do it for everyone. Then it's like all right. That's, I don't agree with it because things can happen in rugby league, but that's the standards that's set. Let's just go forward with that. But unfortunately, it's not. It's, it's not. just not what's happening. And, just, and think about the last send-off, I think, was Jacob Saifidi in round two or something. Think about since that day, think about all the high tackles that have happened since then. There would be 10 that are just as bad as Nathan Browns yeah. that were sent to the bin and not sent off. Yeah. It was a textbook sin bin, I reckon. Um, now, onto the Roosters. Really good signs from, uh, I thought Billy Smith was great. Outside of that, like, one kind of error at the end there, uh, I thought Billy Smith was, yeah, really good. Mm. But really good for Suwali'i to respond the way he did. Mm. And, like, that's the difference. Like, all this yarn about Suwali'i, he's never come out and said anything. He's never done anything. Like, he's literally, all he's done is play rugby league. And that's what, set, that's what makes him great, or I believe he will be great. Yeah. Is he doesn't answer with talking. He answers with his footy. Yeah. And that's when you know his head is in the right spot. Yeah, he, he, he had a great game last night. I love – the weird thing about the whole yarn about it was that, like, it's been a distraction for the Roosters. But if you if you listen to every single player get interviewed, they all say the same thing, that Suli is such a nice, humble kid who is the ultimate prof- professional at age whatever he is. Like, what, that what, clearly what we, wasn't the problem. But, like, what are we talking about here? It's – a 20-year-old, and he's essentially his second year of first grade, mm. is a distraction for arguably the biggest club in the competition, or one of at least. But how's it a distraction when the signature, it was signed months ago? How's that a distraction? A distraction would be Teddy's in, in prolonged negotiation. That's a distraction. That's a distraction. Not a 20-year-old centre-slash-winger that we don't even know what his best position is. Yeah. L- not even 20-year-old. He was 19 for most of the season. Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah. Like roosters are way more resilient than that. And so it's not the roosters that are saying that. It's no. everyone just making this yarn up that like distraction this and that. Like it's it's just it's nonsense. It's- I, one of the biggest nonsense parts of it is that they were saying, Oh, he's not playing like that the one point six million dollar figure. He's on that in two years. Yeah. And it's not even in our game, bro. It's wrong, wrong code. So who gives a shit? Matter of fact, you should be happy. Yeah. You should, like, if you are such a hater that you're like, he's not playing worth $1.6 million, but you love rugby league, you should be going, yes, how yeah. good. Rugby Union just signed a guy for way more than he's worth. Mate, the reason why it's Suwali, we all, everyone, even Suwali's biggest hater knows he's great. Exactly, they know yeah. he's going to be great. That's why we're talking about him. And, it, like, a young kid, now, look, I understand the Roosters being frustrated if there was implications that he was going to re-sign to a degree. But, look, the facts are he may have – not him, but his management may have said that he's looking like re-signing. Yeah. But the facts were from day dot he was putting in clauses to be able to release him if he wanted to go somewhere else. Exactly. That's why South didn't sign him. Exactly. It's, it's very he had, well known. He, he hasn't been sneaky about this, you know – I'm just so surprised that 
you know, look, put, put it this way. I think the Roosters were very confident that once they got him in the system, yeah, that he would stay. How's that his fault? No. That's not his fault. They've just backed a horse that they didn't think would run like they did. And, and look, I just – they agreed to all these demands. So it's not like he signed with them and said, like um, – and then all of a sudden was started yeah. going like, oh, no, no, I'm, I'm considering leaving and blah, blah, blah. Like they agreed to all these men. So they knew it was a possibility. Yeah. And look, I the Roosters haven't come out and said anything. So it's more media speculation. But that's that's the argument that people make. They try to go, oh, yeah, the Roosters are frustrated, um, which is understandable. Like they probably are behind closed doors, like some Roosters, not all of them. Uh, but at the end of the day, like he has been pretty upfront about what he wants to do. Yeah, exactly. Like would – when he came into grade, if you said he was playing rugby union, I mean, we spoke about it. We we're like, yeah, probably. I could see him playing rugby union in a couple of years. Like we were anyway. So, I, I just hope the I hope Suali'i takes a lot of confidence out of that. I just want him to play good footy. He's a superstar. He's a great young kid, and this is you know, unfortunately, this is the price of greatness in this country. They'll build you up, and they'll chop you down as quickly as they can. Now, not everyone. I think I just hope Suali'i remains a. It's not everyone in the media. It's actually just a small amount of people. Yeah. And B, the people that really care about you, the fans, they love you. Um, and so it, it can get hard. I'm sure it gets hard when you have all these headlines about you. I've never experienced that. So you have all these headlines about you. It'd be really hard to kind of be like, you know, hang on a sec. That's not the truth. But I guess, you know, as a star, you just got to say it's the price of admission for greatness. Yeah. It's really just the way it is. And whether it's right or wrong, it's just the price. I guess as well, one positive you can take out of it, same with the Latrell comments this week, is that... For that, for that one really negative, incorrect comment, there's been a million positive comments yeah. in response. It's so hard to put that in perspective, but it's true. And you just got to like, if I'm a young, if I'm a young Suali'i, I'm going and watching the footage of Latrell out at uh, where they play Bath. Um, uh, 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 Tamworth. Tamworth. Go and look at that footage. Now look at how crazy the fans were going for Latrell. If you just read the headlines, you would think that's a different player. Yeah. You would think, how do all those people love Luttrell? He's supposed to be the most polarizing player ever. No, no. Luttrell is one of the game's biggest superstars, and for good reason. And it's the same as Suli. When he does come back, because I think he will come back, he has the opportunity to do the same thing and just put your head down. You'll feel the love everywhere you go, just like Luttrell feels the love. And though the headlines that come, unfortunately, it sucks, but it's just part of the being great. It's yeah. just part of greatness. Yeah. Um, so I thought he was outstanding last night. Really got back to his strong, strong ball running. Obviously got the try. Um, kicking? Kicking. Oh, mate. Those <laughs> first two especially were unbelievable. Um, now, so look, good win for the Roosters. But i got to say, like, geez, they just don't look anywhere near the side they no. were. No. They don't look anywhere near. And their attack, I, I, am, I am genuinely shocked at their attack is just... You know, the one thing with the Roosters, they've had a crack all year long. They really have. And you can't, you cannot um, rob them of the fact that they've had a crack. But they just don't seem to be clicking and attack. And they seem to have gone away with what has made them so great. And look, I've got to say, it, and this is out of like total respect for Teddy. Like he is a Hall of Famer to me. He's one of the greatest fullbacks in the game. But I do think that like he may have to just change the way he plays in good ball or even just plays in general. Like, a lot of their tries came when he wasn't even out the back. I think it was only one of them was a tap on. Mm. And so I, I think sometimes he he's, looks like he's struggling because he's a captain. So he's like feeling like I've got to get in, get it first receiver and change the game. 
because for so many years, because I've had the most amount of injuries of anyone in the last five years, he's had to do that. But I look at it and I go, I just think that maybe this offseason needs to go away and reinvent himself because, look, we saw Darren Lockyer do it when he went from fullback to 5'8", reinvented himself. Billy Slater had to do it to a degree when he came back from his shoulder surgery. As players get older, they all have to do it. And I think yeah. Teddy's getting into that area where maybe he just needs to just tweak the way he plays a little bit because it just doesn't seem to be clicking for him at the moment. Do you – and this is by it, no don't means – Don't get me wrong, he was still good last night. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm talking about the level. Like, yeah. Teddy's a goat. He's a goat. This is by no means a demotion. But do you say, just make a Cargaves captain next year for one year and just just concentrate on being Teddy? Yeah, maybe. Seriously, that, that that's um, – it's hard because you don't want to disrespect Teddy because yeah, exactly. he's, he's yeah. a Hall of Famer and he's done so much more in the game than we could ever dream of. But I just want what's best for Teddy. Same. You know, I just want what's best for him. And even talking to the ref, he seemed just seemed frustrated. Mm. Um, and I've just noticed the last few weeks, very frustrated, you know, talking to the ref a lot. And a lot of, the, a lot of his ball playing, it just doesn't seem like a very – like stepping inside back a lot and – and I just think that he may need to go away and go, you know what, like maybe my best role is to step back a little bit and let my halves just control the game. Yep. Um, and so it, it was still really damaging through the middle. We saw all that line break. Yeah. It just There were just a few times in good ball. I, I think even think in the first set, like he was taking – he was literally ball playing one off the ruck. And I'm like, first set, mm. that, and the seven's not doing that, or the six, like that's – it's almost like not really what a fullback should be doing now. Like, what what should be a fullback be doing? I don't know. I don't know what the rules are for a fullback. Yeah. But yeah, I just think that maybe he's getting to that point where you go, you know what? Maybe give the keys to the castle to your six and your seven and your nine, and just get a bit wider in a good ball and allow them to just dictate, and then you just try to play your role in that. As I said, this, I'm an absolute fucking nobody. This is just outside looking in wanting yeah. Teddy to really finish his career on a high that he deserves because the last thing I want is for Teddy to be frustrated for the last couple yeah. of years of his career and not be remembered to be the great that he is exactly and it's not like it's not like he slowed down or anything like he was the best fullback in the comp up there like just a season ago mm, so yeah. yeah maybe just less is more for Teddy as you said it's a little tweak a little tweak get a little bit wider trust the sixes and seven and nine to, to get where they need to get and just focus more on I guess you know, put it this way. I would love to see Teddy try being a try assist guy. Like just focus on rather than tackle breaks, meters made, focus on just being a mad, being able to put your outside men into good positions. Mm. Um, because then when, if you, I just wonder if he did focus on that, then I think space would open up for him. Yeah. And it would become, he would get back to that good form. Now, to be fair you know, to Teddy, the whole club struggled this year. So yeah. it's not just Teddy. Everyone is struggling. Um, but again, that's being super critical. The Roosters won. They looked much better than they have in the past. Um, I, I actually thought Hutchinson just kind of straightened them up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, was good. And just, kept, and just simplified their game. Mm. Just kept it real simple. I know a lot of Roosters fans, you know, see Hutcho more as a 14 or whatever. But you know what? Sometimes less is more. Yeah. Like sometimes less is more. So... The good thing, I think, for Roosters fans, they could take a lot of ways. At least the Roosters have hung in and fought. Yeah. You know, they keep fighting. They keep just keeping their season alive by some small... Yeah, there's got to be something to be said for that. Yeah. Yeah, and, and like... As, and they defend well as well. Yeah. Like, they, 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 they defend... Like, it's just their attack. Their attack's just been a shambles this year. Yeah. But you, you're right. Like, the best example is the Broncos game last week. They're down 20 nil at halftime, but mm. they were brutal. Yeah, absolutely. So, it's just a matter of... 
working that attack out. And I just think that they, they crab across field a little bit. They don't straighten up as much as other teams. Like I, I watched that game last night and then I think about, you know, when Rabbitohs, when Penrith, when Broncos, when they're doing plays, it just seems a lot more straight and direct and there seems to be a lot more space out on the edge when they're playing. Yeah. And that's because the inside men are creating that space. And I just wonder whether, you know, I just wonder six and seven going forward, will, we, will the game plan change to make them straighten up a little bit so that their outside men can get a little bit more space? Yeah. Because we saw when they got a little bit of space, Billy Smith bloody scored a try. Yeah. Um, they just need a – you're right. What you said on, I think, Wednesday of captains, they just need a reset. Oh, they, they absolutely need, they need, need a reset. If they don't make the finals, which is very unlikely, mm. they just need to go away, have a full off full off season, yep. in like break, and then come back preseason fresh. Yeah, definitely a reset. And look, they have been up for so long, the rabbit, uh, the Roosters. <sighs> Ridiculous. You know, like 17, 18, 19. Um, like they've been basically a top four, top five-ish side for, yeah. you know, a while now. And like they fought tooth and nail in 21. Yeah. Like they had that huge run last year. Yeah. yeah. You're right. So, look, it's disappointing year. I think we can all accept that. Positives are they've shown, continued to show fight. There hasn't, it hasn't been a complete disaster internally in regards to like, it doesn't sound like there's like players not getting along and all that kind of stuff, which from what we can tell. Yeah. So, look, they got the win. That's... um. That's all you can ask for at the moment. It's yeah. just they're just that's really all you can ask for. Uh, outside of that, in regards to playing well, um, I was interested with the Brandon Smith and Sandon Smith yeah. rotation. You know, uh, is Sandon going to be a nine going forward? I'm not sure. Uh, I mean, he's looked he's looked pretty good in the halves. Yeah, he's half decent. I just like what's the plan there? You mm. know, what's especially with yeah, I know that there's Sam Walker still lingering around. So who and knows then, you what know, the plan is? Cheese has gone from 75 minutes last week to 47 this week. Yeah. And so that's where I'm a bit like, okay, what, what's the plan here going forward? Which is weird because, like, he got 75 minutes last week, then Jake Turpin gets dropped and you're just like, shit, is Cheese going to play, like, the whole game? And then, yeah. he, and then he plays half a game again. It's just weird. Positives, uh, Sua Wong. I oh. think he's got a lot of upside. A lot of upside. I cannot wait. He made 55 tackles last night. Fuck, really? Yeah, 55 wow. tackles. There was one stage, I think it was about 40 with, zero, with no misses. I was devo his try got disallowed. Yes. Uh, no, well, he's no, he got his try. Did he get try. disallowed? A double movement? Was it? Well, am I thinking oh, I put it over his head. They didn't dis Did they disallow that I for double movement? That. Wait, let me check. Oh, they must have. No, no, you're right. You're right, they did. Which was... Like, did, I, did they disallow that? Yeah. They did, didn't they? Yeah. Cause oh, like, I got that. Because technically, so dumb. But he was like, over the line, wasn't he? And they put it over his head. Like yeah, he was okay. going over in the one motion. Yeah. I but, get that's the rule, but yeah. fuck. Uh, but yeah, Sua Wong, I, I really, um, I'm excited for him. Like Manu's first try, first well, one of Manu's tries when he picked up from dummy half, it was all because of the, the Wong play the ball. Yeah. From before. Yep. Beast. Just getting started. Young fellow. I think he's, what, 20 years old. Mm. Billy Smith, I know he, he – so he came back and he played well. There was a couple of games where he just made a few errors or whatever. I thought he was great last night. Yep. I really thought he was great. And it's really exciting for, you know, the Roosters. If he can keep developing as a player, having a centre combination of Manu Smith, very oh, dangerous. fantastic. Yeah. You know, when you look at this full, this lot, this back line, Suali'i, Manu, Smith, Tupo, Tedesco. Mm. That should be out of battle – any backline in the competition. Yeah. And so that's... Throw in, throw in Young next year as well. Yeah, fuck, I didn't even think of that. Jesus. So what are they going to do? Try to play... Yeah, wow, well, I'd be struggling to make even that bloody backline. Yeah, because you, you'd imagine they'd just put Suli back to centre, yeah. which I know he's better on the wing, but that's what they're going to have to do. 
So yeah, wins a win. Still not. I'm still not like. I still think it's a disappointing season. I still think they're nowhere near where they should be. But mm. you take it when you can. Uh, with just a manly quickly. I mean, a good fight back at the end. Um, incredible play by Holokawatu at the end. Wow, mm. oh, what a beast. Um, but it's as I said a few weeks ago, I am a little bit worried about Manly. I just don't know what they are as a team. Like, I just... The fact that they, you know, I know they were a man up towards the end, but they, they, it's almost like they just came a lot. They woke up. I know. They now, just woke like, up. I think, I think in the first half, I think it was something like 24 tackles in the opposition 20 and they didn't score a try. Yeah. I just don't know what the direction is for Manly, to be honest. So, you know, I, you know, DCE, obviously incredible, but, you know, he's so, he's so Brooks is going to be six next year, then Schuster moves to an edge, does yeah. he? Uh, their, their problem, though, is also, like their middles. Yeah. Like Lodge Pase- is gone, ACL. Lodge is gone, Pasek is still out. But they still, like, even fully fit, they still need another middle somewhere. Yeah. They need to recruit. But it's even like just the, cons- just the consistency. Like they... They, they play against the Sharks. They put 30 on them. I know. And then the second half, it's like a different side. Mm. And then they come out in the Roosters. They are really underwhelming, essentially. I mean, obviously the Dragons. I mean, I, I thought they were underwhelming against the Dragons as well. Like We're yeah. talking about the Dragons here. Mm. and like The Dragons, they're a video ref away from winning that game. And it was 300th game for DCE. So they had every reason to play. Yeah. Um, so I just, I I'm, put it this way. I look at Manly and it just... It, it just all hinges on Tom Trevojevic, but you can't, you can't be that. just that yeah. reliant on one player. If Tommy comes back, I get excited. If Tommy doesn't come back, I just don't know what. I just, it, I don't get pumped when I see their recruitment. I don't sit there and go, fuck, okay. Mm. We're going to see something great. Like, I'm really excited. Like, put it this way, even with the Tigers at the bottom of the table, I still was excited about their recruitment. Yeah. You know? Excited about, you know, even the Bulldogs, excited about their recruitment. With Manly, I think Brooks is going to be great for DCE. Um, but yeah, I just they're in their their consistency is just such a concern because mm. their roster is solid. Their roster is solid, but my concern is that consistency usually is evidence of a deeper problem mm. than than a roster, than people on paper. It's it's culture, it's DNA, it's it's what you play for. They rock up one week, great. The next week, terrible. In one game, one half great. Next week, yeah. not great. So I just just really unsure where where they're headed. Um, I don't know what the fixes are. I mm. don't know other than recruiting a whole bunch of new people, and you know, but they have recruited quite strongly. Mm. I actually think Lodge is a huge loss now because yeah, they're not going to re-sign him because he's just done his ACL. Yeah, unless they honour it, maybe I don't know. As in, they honour the talks, maybe. And so without him, they got to go out in the market again to find another big, well, at least a couple big boys. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they're in a tough but spot. I, but I look at, like you know, Paseca naturally a gun. You got Aloye, he's also a gun. Yeah. You've got um Kepi. Kepi. Like when I look at their roster. Sipley's been playing good too. When I look at their roster, I don't feel like they when all their roster, if their roster is playing the best they can play, I don't feel they need to recruit. Mm. So that's what's that's what's yeah. alarming for me is I don't feel like if they're all doing the best they can and playing the best they can, I don't feel they need to recruit. I think their forward pack can match it with most forward packs. Um you know, like even like a guy like Ethan Bullimore, he's been in and out of first grade. Mm. I, th- I don't. That's surprising to me. Now maybe I'm missing something, guys, and you know. But yeah, just a bit worried about Manly. I don't. When I look at other squads in the, the direction they're headed, I just don't think that they're on the same trajectory. Um, but be happy to be proven wrong. Really happy to be proven wrong. Now, don't forget Nine Now Streve Live NRL games for free on Nine Now tonight. We have the absolute thriller. 
Penrith versus Melbourne. And then Sunday afternoon, it's Raiders versus Tigers. The biggest games and the best commentary for free. Get on and stream it now. Anywhere, anytime. That's nine now, guys. As always, mate, it's the best commentators. It is so good to watch on nine now. They've got all the great talent. Um, it's cool. Even at halftime, you know what's – I've got something to admit. i got mm. something to admit. I actually prefer players not speaking to the media at halftime. Oh, 100%. I actually prefer seeing Freddie walking on the field and giving his opinion yeah. on what's happening than hearing it from a player. Well, I, name one mid-time, mid-halftime interview that has any substance at all. Any. They're just... Zilch. And actually, so a shout-out to my boy, Sir Scopius, uh, the Levels <laughs> podcast. Um, first of all, he was given an opportunity to jump on the Broncos bandwagon. He hasn't jumped on, so... First, I want to send a, a very strong, firm uh, cutoff date. If we see Sir Scopius getting on the Broncos bandwagon in a few weeks, just let the people know that he missed the bandwagon. Okay. So he's not allowed on. Okay. He was given a warning. I told him he had 24 hours. <laughs> I have no confirmation for Sir Scopius. So if we see a bit of yipping and yahoo and when we see hot boy Reese Walsh take us into a prelim from Scope, mm. just remember he was given the opportunity, didn't take it. There's no get on later. Plane is left, baby. Yeah. The plane is left. You're on the tarmac, <laughs> Sir Scopius. You're on the tarmac, mate. Just so you know. But uh, Levels Podcast, give it a follow, guys. Um, I was watching a little snippet from them and a fan had um, – he wrote a letter in. No, he, uh, he might have commented or left a voice recording. And he said, it's actually – as a fan of the game, it's actually better the players – don't do the media interviews after because they're actually seeing the players interact with the fans for longer and straight away. Yeah. So instead of the players, you know, usually it's the star players that get interviewed after a game. So instead of Kalen Ponga spending 20 to 30 minutes, you know, getting interviewed by all these different people so that, you know, fans can't stand around and wait, all the players are going straight to the fans and immediately signing things, taking photos. And so from that perspective, fans are actually enjoying it more because they get immediate contact with their superstars as soon as they walk off the field. 100%. And like compare watching a five-minute interview to that kid is going to remember that Forever. for the rest of his – for example, what you know, I'll say this story just because he's talking about Levels Podcast. When I was in year three or year four at primary school, mm. I got a call to go to the front office my grandpa had called the school to call me because he was sitting next to Willie Mason no way. in a doctor's office and he put Willie on the phone and Willie had a chat to me for like a couple of minutes. He's like, yeah, it's Willie Mason, blah, blah, blah. No I way. couldn't believe it. it. It made my year and I've never forgotten it. And that's the why I've always Will. loved Willie Mason. Yeah. The big fella. And like that was like 03, 04 when he had the big, he had the fro. And Bring just, the fro back, Will. <laughs> and every Come on, bruss. I, 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 I was never a Bulldogs fan and I'd, adored Willie Mason from that day. Holy. So just little things like that, like players going around and doing things like that, yep. kids remember that forever. Yeah, you don't remember a five-minute bloody interview after a game. No way. But just, yeah, just quietly bring the fro back. Big Willie. Oh, no, that was the best. Come on, bruh. Still for the people. Content. Mm. Be a slave to the content game, brother. Um, <laughs> shout out to Levels Podcast. As I said, guys, follow them on Instagram. Uh, also subscribe to their podcast. Plus YouTube. they got YouTube. Great podcast uh, to listen to. I, I watch all their snippets and that. So, Tell what I learned from Levels for their last podcast. Latrell's on 98 tries. Oh, really? I didn't know he was even that close. Yeah, wow. He's only played 157 games. Big Trelly Mitt. That's yeah. a great record. I really think that when he's done, we're going to regret how much we didn't appreciate Mate, what he brought 100%. to the game. 100%. We are really going to regret how much we didn't appreciate it. Like, for example, how much do we regret like not appreciating Greg Inglis when he was here as much as we should have? <sighs> For sure. Like, he was so good. Anyway, um, 
Now, let's get into... Tips. Let's get into tips, baby. Every game this week has a bearing on the top eight. It's the best. It's the absolute best. That is so good. So good. A bit of rugby league down your gullet. Okay, Titans versus Warriors, 316. The Titans... New Zealand Warriors, $1.36. What do you play, Matty? What are you going to play? Not bad. Not bad. Uh, I'm one of the Warriors, but I'm not confident at, at whatsoever. These two teams, not so much the Warriors. Warriors have been good this year, but the Titans, like, they've been all right. And they've been good in some games. They've been mm. pretty bad in others. And they're at home. And the, the, the reason I'm tipping Warriors, though, is because Titans played on Sunday. Mm. Warriors have had a bye. I'm going Warriors. Going Warriors. Uh, Penny Panthers, Melbourne Steel. Penny Panthers, Ben, $1.20, Melbourne Steel, on 445. 445. <laughs> 445. Jerome Hughes has been scratched. Oh, yeah, Hughes, that's right. Um, that's pretty good. <laughs> Thanks, bro. That's pretty good. Uh, Penrith, for sure. Yeah, the Penrith Panthers looking great today. <laughs> Cowboys, $1.97. Broncos, $1.87. <laughs> Demo that Reynolds got ruled out. Demo. Fuck! Yeah. And I tell you, uh, <laughs> there is about, I reckon, I want to say 90% of NRL fans are going for Broncos this week. South need Cowboys to lose. Sharks need Cowboys to lose. Knights need Cowboys to lose. Manly, Roosters, oh, Eels, wow. Raiders. We all need Broncos to win. What a crazy game. Like, this, is, this is like a clinch game for the fucking this final eight. This is a eight. huge game for the eight. And I, so I tip on Monday, I tip the Cowboys. I'm Flipping my tip. I'm going Broncos purely because I need them to win. Oh, okay. So you're sending good vibes their way. Good, good vibes. Let's okay. go. Let's go, okay. Broncos. Dolphins, Newcastle Knights, <laughs> Dolphins 334. Newy Knights, $1.33. I'm going Knights, but I don't mind Dolphins with the start. I think it's a nine and a half start. I think it'll be I think Dolphins will have a crack. Okay. I'm tipping Knights. South Sydney Rabbitohs, Cronulla Sharks, dollar twenty, four sixty. 460 is outrageous. Yeah, it's a great value. It's a, that. it's a dumb, it's a dumb price. I reckon. What's the What's the line on that? Do you know, I think it was 13 and a half. Oh, I don't mind that. If like, hopefully, it's one of those games, kind of like Suli Latrell fires up because of all oh, the shit. he's gonna fire up the big boy. Yeah, There's and no like, doubt in my and mind. Scope was saying he's like, yeah, that's why I'm I'm back in Trell two tries to get to 100. Yeah, Charlie because mid. of all this, but um, both teams very important game for both teams. This is su- oh. This, this is, is a grand real. final for both teams, essentially. For, for sure. Because like either one loses this, they could bounce out of the eight. I'm pretty sure they will, if, especially if Cowboys win. So Yeah, well, could you imagine what four games to go and one of these, like you're out of the eight yeah. right now. Fuck that. Para Eels, St. George Dragon, 605. I like, look, I'm back in Para. Yep. I don't, like, you just don't know with Para this Para year, tough. though. They're a, t- they're a tough team. You know what I mean? Year. You don't know what they're going to do this year. $6.05 for yeah. the Dragons. There's every. I reckon line would be pretty good on this. I reckon. I reckon that Parra will pump them, but I'm not willing to put money on it. Yeah, you just don't know. Yeah, you don't know what's going to turn up. Now, obviously, you've got Dylan Brown coming back it changes a lot. I think that'll bring a lot of energy, but they're still missing a bunch of players. Yeah, and he, and look, he hasn't played in months. Like yeah. he's he's not going to be 100. percent Raiders dollar thirty. Tigers three fifty two. I liked the the Tigers chat that you had on Monday, but like Stefano's out, Sean Ball's out. Oh, Stefano out. Yeah, so I'm <sighs> going Raiders. I mean, I'll, I'll stick with Tigers. Um, Let me confirm that. But to be honest, I, I think the lot. Yeah, I'd, look, I'm just going to stick with Tigers. Yeah, I, I, I did. Stefano's out. Fucking huge. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So twelve starting. Yeah, Stefano's out. I'll back me boy Twally in. <laughs> he won't miss a tackle. He won't let me down. Alex Twally, the big fella. He doesn't bloody let, let me any anyone down. Uh, also, code reminders. Use code Cleary on Shoe Grab to get thirty dollars off. 
uh, ASICs and Nike Performance sneakers. Plus, we've thrown in some exclusive sneakers. So go to shoegrab.com.au. You just type in bloke in a bar. It'll show you which shoes are available for $30, $30 discount. The link will also be in the show notes where I um, where you set the code. Where you I this is what's written. The link will be in the show notes of where you I set the code. <laughs> yeah, I didn't I didn't double check that one. <laughs> um, Cam McInnes uh, is our hungriest player. Off this week, ten dollars off pizza when you uh, spend thirty dollars or more. Obviously, the code is McInnes M C I N N E S. That is us done and adduced. Done and adduced as usual. We'll go and fuck ourselves. What's gambling really costing you? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au.